I scream out the gun and the sword, the streets turn a boy to a man. I know that off with that Ruger, I took your bitch to a Ruger. She fuck with super, cause she got that super. When I say super, that's your super future. We never gon' lose, we never gon' lose. Never gon' lose, cause these bitches gon' choose. These bitches gon' be who they is. Walking and talking like classy, you hold to your heart, you a hold to your heart. You know I be working that boy, I'm employed. Serving that boy out the back of the yard. Fuck on your horns, you playing my cards. Rip out the whip, put up in the garage. Sip on the lean like a fifth for the dog. Hop in the spurt, then my hop in the Porsche. Tell it and rally and gather the squad. the hell is up man my name is my name i am who i am and welcome in episode 39 of shooting the shit with sands the podcast all right how y'all doing today i'm doing wonderful i got the i got the the camera shaking and shit he's back man we're gonna get into that too so today on the pod i'm gonna go over the matt stafford trade i'm gonna go over the heat getting jimmy butler back Rejoice. Rejoice, basketball gods. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, basketball gods, right? And the and what Jimmy, I'm going to go on a long like rant about what Jimmy brings that we have lacked or that we're doing terribly and that he brings down, okay? So to start off, man, hope y'all are doing well today. Got off work, showered. I look amazing. Um, was supposed to record yesterday. Um, don't like recording when he is in the room. Can't get my mojo in. So, uh, but before we get started, man, remember like, subscribe, follow me on Twitter at degenerate hls d e g e n e r a t e h l s. I spell it, and I can barely spell it every time. All right. So we got the lighting here. I usually record in the day. I gotta stop looking at myself. We usually record in the day, um, but when I record at night, my backlight was supposed to be here. My backlight. What is it called? A round light? A circle light? The fuck is that thing called? I don't know what it's called, but my lighting was supposed to come in today. Or yesterday. Two days ago. I have Amazon Prime. For what? For what? It hasn't even shipped yet, guys. It hasn't even shipped. I want to cancel. Refund me. You know? But... So I'm dealing with that. Shit's shit's eating me alive. I want my I want my lighting. You know what I mean? But today, oh, I also on the pod I'm gonna give a heat uh, diary reading. Okay, so we're gonna start out with Jimmy. I'm just gonna get to it. Um, the Heat have been horrible without him. Two and eight in the games that he missed. He's back again. There you go. He drops thirty points. Excuse me. Eight rebounds, seven assists, seven rebounds, eight assists, one to two. Played amazing. He played absolutely amazing. And before I break him down, I want y'all to see, everybody's calling the heat a fluke. We got the fluke narrative going. I love it. You know, it's because just Jimmy's out. Anti-hero, right? That's what people are saying. Let me give you all a list here. Let me give you a list. Players on the heat that have missed games. Jimmy Butler, 12 games. Goran Drogic, four games. Mo Harkless, nine games. Avery Bradley, nine games. Tyler Hero, seven games. Bam Adebayo, two games. Andre Iguodala, two games. And Gabe Vincent, who I've been trashing, but he's our backup point guard. People are out seven games, man. And Myers Leonard has missed basically the whole season. And people can trash Myers, but 
he gives us a body where we need to, if we need to spread the floor, he can go out there. He's great at, like, Heat fans know what he brings to the table, right? I'm, by the way, if you're new to the channel, I'm a diehard Heat fan, man. New to the channel, new to the pod. I watch every single game. Let it be known. So before I get into Jimmy, I started doing this thing, right, where I was watching the game. This was against, who was this against? It, we were down by 25 at half. What game was that? It was before the Clippers game. Fuck, I forgot. Oh, my God. This is horrible. That's, it was the Nuggets. It was the Nuggets. Okay, I got it back. Okay, now here. Here we go. This is where I, where I, where I start out. A Heat Diary entry. We're going to have these have these once a week. Heat Diary entry. Let, hey, guys, don't be scared. I'm about to take out my retainer. The list has to go. I got to get implants. Ayo. Um, all right. Here we go. Diary entry one during the Nuggets game. Without Jimmy, I feel as though I could snap someone's spinal cord with no remorse. I bought Nia a crochet kit, and I want her to use that shit on my fucking eyes. I can't do it. We have fucking 33 points at fucking halftime, comma, Kill me. 58 to 33 at half. My notes. 40 to 8 points in the paint. That's the game where we were against the Nuggets. We were heaving. 5 for 26 from 3. And this is going to get into the Jimmy thing. We're going to get into it. Now, that was the first half. End. <laughs> Go to the third quarter. In third quarter on a 10-0 run in one minute. To cut the lead to, to nine. <laughs> I can feel the happiness. But also the future pain. Like scratching a dry scab when it itches. Jesus Christ save my soul from this, bowl, this bipolar bullshit team that I have to watch every day. Page two. When the fuck. <laughs> Where the fuck are these heat highlights coming from? What have we done this season to deserve a highlight reel? We need to make our team write rebound on a goddamn chalkboard like Bart fucking Simpson. I watch this shit every day. I should be flown out for free for watching every dribble of this bullshit. That was six minutes left and I stopped watching the game. I swear to you, I do not turn off heat games. I will watch this shit till the very end. And then... had one against the Clippers I'm actually rooting for this why is Gabe Vincent giving up wide open shots with one second left on the shot clock then I just have a point shit on Gabe Vincent on the podcast <laughs> Woo! I'm heating up in this bitch no pun intended um, so I only do that with the losses really uh, but yeah once again I love the heat. And Gabe Vincent, sorry, here we go. Gabe Vincent is, he has to be out there. He's a crucial piece to, not to winning a championship or anything, but with Tyler Hero, he just seems to want to be smashing IG models instead of actually, you know, staying in quarantine and doing what you're supposed to do. He wants to smash IG models. I don't blame him. He's, he can just now legally drink, I believe. So, 
we need Gabe Vincent. It's all jokes out there for Heat fans. It just kills me watching him dribble. Watching him, and who told him to have a neon green light? Who told Gabe Vincent to chunk and chunk and chunk and chunk the goddamn football down the field? That's what it looks like. Hunter, we're talking about basketball. Oh, I know. He's just... Bro, you are not Steph Curry. Like, I know my role in society. I am a man who works a day job with a podcast that gets no views on it. Okay? I know my role in society. I don't think I'm fucking one of the top podcasts in the world. I'm trying to get there. And I'm going to keep trying. But I'm not trying to be Steph Curry when I am a guy who has been in a development program for three to four years, man. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Now, to Jimmy. To Jimmy. Woo-wee! Did he not come out to prove a point? And that was tired, Jimmy. I think we all saw it if you watched the game. Jimmy Butler was tired in 28 minutes, and he played, I think, 34. He was tired as fuck after, like, 28. And those last possessions in the fourth quarter, did y'all see him? <sighs> He's about to die. You know what I mean? He was down there hurting. He was hurting. So, uh, what I saw last night was Heat basketball. Why? Jimmy Butler's foul calls slow us down. We did not have the skill to be... I don't want us to be a slow-paced team. You know, I don't want that. I want to run. I want to run, shit like that. But, excuse me. Um, when Goran Dragic is in the game, he's a transition... He's a one-man fast break. And by the way, crazy stat. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and uh, Goran Dragic, all three are, are deadly... Our deadly three have played 28 total minutes together. Insane stat. Um, so this fluke shit is going to go out the window when we start getting all our horses in a row. Is that what's called? All our ducks in a row? Horses in a row. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> horses in a row. Uh, all our ducks in a row. So um, typically, uh, without Jimmy, what I was seeing was frantic offense give it to Duncan Robinson, let him shoot. He's been off the past couple games. But then Jimmy comes back. His free throws slow us down. It lets us get our defense set. We get to have that elite zone defense that we saw. Now, the thing about the zone is we're still getting out-rebounded. We're last in the league in rebounding. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of giving up all these threes. I'm tired of giving up these rebounds. And you know what? As a Heat fan, we watch those games and... Like the Clippers game, where they're hitting six threes in a row, seven threes in a row, and they're contested. Like six of those eight that they hit in a row were contested threes, and you just get, you're like, Jesus. But some of those games were just blatantly just bad defense, you know what I mean? My roommate is disrespectful, just noise everywhere. Anyways, um, honestly, it was just... uh. Very bad defense, and it was frustrating to watch because if you're a Heat fan, you know if we're good, bad, terrible, amazing, one thing we do, we play defense, and we never fucking give up. Those are Heat culture. You play defense, you stay in shape, and you never fucking give up. And Skinny Jimmy, by the way, was a myth. Dear God, was it ever a myth? 
looking strong as ever. He missed a couple of doozies that he usually makes at the rim. I think that's more uh, rust than anything. You know what I mean? But I'm ready to see it. I'm ready. I'm ready to see this team come together. Tyler Hero has to quarantine again. Jesus Christ, son, stay out of the holy water, bro. Stay. I know that's what it is. Someone he knows. No, no, it's not someone you know. Someone you met. Come on now, Jesus Christ. But uh, yeah, I, I truly believe this Heat team with Jimmy is turning into something special, and Bam is going to be special with Jimmy out here. What what were the stats? What were the stats that the Heat posted the other day? I'm about to go look. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and try to BS you guys. I'm gonna go look right here. The the Heat Twitter profile. Little shit like this right here. Next level improvement. They had they had four stats that were insane, but this one that stood out to me. This is what's making Bam a superstar right now. At the rim, he's shooting 78% from 71 last year. Mid-range, shooting 47%. He shot 22% last year. Pull-up jumpers. He was 29.7 last year on one a game. He's shooting four a game this year and shooting 56%. We are talking about the development of a god right now, guys. This dude shot 11 shots last night and dropped 18 and 13. Insane. Insane. It 63% shooting, 18, 13, and 4. This is what we want. Bam is a true number two on a championship team. And I think it's, you know, we had a conversation, is it going to drift towards Bam's team? Think it's gonna have to wait another year because that dude Jimmy Butler is something serious. We finally got our top ten guy back. We can rejoice. The Heat are gonna come back. We're gonna be better than ever. Better than ever. We're gonna come back. People think we're already done. The East is clogged. It's a goddamn traffic jam. The five seed is what two three games away. Come on now. And the fact that they're doubting us after what we did last year is sickening. It should piss us off. Like, it's pissing me off hearing them talk about them. And once again, I'm tired of Stephen A. talking about the Heat. Like, he started out, uh, John, he started out talking about, and he, he compliments them. I'm saying, he's always like, Tyler Hero was a, a, a sharpshooter. He was calling Tyler Hero a sharpshooter from day one. It's ridiculous. He's not a sharpshooter. He's a scorer, a pure scorer at 20 years old. 20, 21, just turned 21. This dude is going to be a baller. So I don't I don't like when Stephen A tries to talk about him. I know he's watched three games of them. Don't know why he talks about them. I don't, but it is what it is. I'll, I mean, we get national publicity, that's good. As a Heat fan, you know, we've been to the Josh McRobert days. The Hassan White side days, haven't we? I still wish Justice Winslow. Because I think in our system, he'd be a very good player. But it is what it is. And uh, we're going to take a little break here. I'm going to come back. Talk about uh, the, the Matt Stafford trade. What I think of the, the Rams next year. Uh, in, the, in that NFC West, which is loaded to the gills. We're going to see. So, thank you all for listening. We're back. So, for the YouTube viewers, I'm contacting Anchor. Um... That's where I hold my podcast, anchor.fm slash hunter-sands, S-A-N-D-S. Um, go listen on Spotify, man. Same same title as the channel here. 
I'm, I'm getting a lot of views over there, man. I need that to transition over here, though, you know? So I need that, that Spotify viewership. People listen on Spotify right now. Please go to YouTube, man. Give me a view on YouTube. Listen to half of it on Spotify, half of it on YouTube. See what I'm talking about. My hand moment. My hand movements and shit. Shit like that, right? Um, and I got exclusive content on the YouTube channel. I got me and Nia talking about shit. I got all that. So um, we're going to get some NFL right now. And then I'm going to end the podcast with my, I do every month, guys, remember, I do my end of the month all NBA team, okay? And this is for the whole year. It's just in between months, your your level can shift in the month, just like your MVP voting, right? And it's just hard for me because you got guys like Luca. Mm, he may be a, ooh. We may be left off this week, man, or this month. So we're going to get into that after I talk about this Matthew Stafford trade. We got, what is it, two ones and a third and Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Now, um, I have a feeling about Matthew Stafford that me and my friends uh, relate on this. Um, and if you didn't know, if you're new to the podcast... I'm also a Buccaneers fan. Um, not this year, not last year, not the year before, not the year before, not the. Year. I'm a fan. <laughs> so go look at my reaction video, stuff like that. I'm gonna have a reaction to the Super Bowl, and we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl when it comes up um, Thursday. I'll talk about it, break it down, and get into the shits of the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? What I think's gonna happen, final score, all that. So this trade, I think Matthew Stafford is a top tier, like top. Seven arm talent, talent at QB. Now, is he a winner? No. Do I put that on his organization? Yep. Do I think he has the heart of a winner? Yep. Do I think uh, he has the heart of a champion, a heart of a lion? (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, I also believe that the Rams were, what, a game away from the NFC Championship game? With Jared Goff, an unhealthy Jared Goff. I don't know. I don't know. I see them winning the NFC East. Oh, the lighting when the sun goes down. Hey, mm, damn, I look good. I see them with Jared or without Jared Goff. We're talking about a dude, Matthew Stafford, who can throw downfield. Uh, arm angles are crazy. His throwing angles. Um, his mobility. He's more mobile than uh, golf is, and golf is amazing on the rollout. Uh, Matthew Stafford is fantastic on the run. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think this offense is going to help him a lot. This def- He's never had a defensive elite in his career. He's never had a run game like this, I do believe. I don't don't think so. I, don't even, I can't even name the running backs they've had. I can't. The Lions? Jesus Christ, can't even name the running backs they've had. They had the white guy that was good. <laughs> One of the Zeller brothers. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> so with this trade, I did, I see the Rams being a 12-4 and four team. Going to be there for, in the NFC Championship discussion. And that defense, if it holds strong, stays healthy. They have the two top guys at their position. They have the best player, arguably, in football. 
uh, Aaron Donald. And I know Patty Mahomes, all that shit. Um, he's amazing. Aaron Donald is so dominant in his position, just like Patty Mahomes. And Patty Mahomes is above him to me because he's a quarterback, of course. I'm not an idiot. I just think that, man, that trade to me isn't a blockbuster trade or anything. I think they're trading away their future. And I said in the group chat, like, this is the definition of win now. You signed, you get Jalen Ramsey, sign an extension. You got Aaron Donald, you got a franchise player. You're drafting 700 running backs so they can be dispensable. Whitworth came back. Uh, I mean, your defense is top tier. Your offensive and your, your coach's mind is top tier. And Matthew Stafford isn't going away anytime soon. And I think, like, for Matthew Stafford to set out a game, you have to kill him. Like, he has to be dead. He won't sit out. They're like, yeah, he played with three broken vertebrae and his left foot was backwards and he was throwing with his left hand and only had three fingers that worked. He was paralyzed in his neck or some shit. Like, this is what he does, you know? And I hope that McVay doesn't make him play through that shit, but you can't make him or not make him do that. That's just how he's built. Matthew Stafford is built different. He is built different. And he finally deserves this, man. A lot of people have not been able to get out of Detroit. Ever. And he got lucky and got out of there, man. They let him go. Um, And that's fucking badass for him. I feel very good for him. And he deserves it. Because he was there. Unfortunately, Calvin Johnson did not get that luxury. And I honestly, he was one of my favorite players of all time. Calvin Johnson, he's up there. He's easily top three, top four. My, of my favorite players ever to play football. And for him to retire at what, 32, 31, something like that, is sickening, man. That dude, Calvin Johnson, was the best receiver. when He would be, in this game right now, what would he be, 36, 37? He would still be playing, I guarantee, if he did not, if he did not retire. That dude was a freak, and he would not be a Larry Fitzgerald. No disrespect. Larry Fitzgerald's there for leadership. He would, Calvin Johnson could have, in my opinion, what, 60, 70, 80? No. 60 or 70 uh, catch seasons, in my opinion, as a number two receiver right now. If he was alongside like a Devontae or somebody like that, an elite receiver, he would top tier. I hope that I hope that gets in the fucking podcast. It's all day. Just shut her door. It doesn't. It doesn't stop. It's it's music blaring. It doesn't stop. It won't stop. Can't stop. I don't know why, but it doesn't. So I can't wait for me and Nini to get our own apartment. Yeah. Anyways, back to the trade. We are looking at. A top 10 quarterback going into a system that is made to work with anybody. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, guys. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl with this team, man. Do y'all understand that? With this system, with this with this organization, this coach, Jared Goff went to a fucking Super Bowl, bro. Jared Goff. And the NFC West is stacked. Stacked. Because the 49ers are going to get their shit together, by the way. The 49ers are going to get their shit together. And I hope Matt Ryan goes over there. Then you're looking at a loaded division. A loaded division. Now, do I see... God damn, I keep shaking this damn camera. Do I see Matt Ryan being the same next year? No. I actually think Matt Ryan, 
that little cliff theory, I think it works on Matt Ryan next year. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be even a half decent quarterback next year. I think he's gonna be right in the probably around seventeenth best quarterback while he's been at the top twelve for a long time. Things gonna take a dip next year, man. I think he is. And I think it's time for the Falcons to blow that shit up anyways, but they refuse to for some reason. They're holding on to that twenty five point lead they had in that Super Bowl. They literally are just holding on to that please. Keanu Neal, thank God he got a whole season in him. I'm so happy for that guy. He's a bad motherfucker. He just keeps tearing shit in his legs. Deion John, they're holding on to all these people, man. And loyal you want loyalty in sports? That's what loyalty gets you. That shit. It's time to make a change in Atlanta. But I'm a I'm a Buccaneers fan, so I know all about it. Like people swear they want loyalty in sports. There's a reason that there's it's a business. And I'm always pro player, by the way. I am pro player to the death. Like the way Carolina did Steve Smith, outrageous. I don't like bad business, but if you're doing a business deal, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Man, I'm gonna come on this podcast in the Super Bowl with a fresh fade. Boy. Mm, me and Nene gonna be the, the new favorite uh YouTube couple, man. Uh but yeah, so oh I wanted to let y'all know on the podcast now. We're going to get, Nia's going to be, we're going to have a YouTube segment, and I'm actually going to put on the podcast now. Uh, God, my nose itches, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 uh. We're going to do a segment with Nia every week. We're going to do a top five list, and that's her segment. I, I want my girlfriend to be included in the podcast, because to me, she's letting me use her Mac now to try to do cool shit with the podcast. I'm going to learn how to get a soundboard on it, make sound effects when I'm recording the podcast, all that shit. She lets her play music while I'm doing the podcast. Super cool. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I want her to be involved in my creativity cause she sacrifices a lot and she's actually a pretty fucking funny person, man. And she's cool. So just letting y'all know she's going to have a top five list every week on Thursday. So next Thursday, uh, or this Thursday, we're going to have her on the pod again doing the top five list. If you haven't seen it, go click on the animated movies. I'll put it in the, the little um, description here. Top five animated movies and choose me for the listener questions. I'll be doing my listener questions on Thursday exclusively on YouTube. If you want to hear them exclusively on YouTube, my listener questions. Because it's too long. I... It's a 15-minute video for two questions because I'm trying to explain myself and shit. Had a funny rant last week. Go look at that shit as well. So, uh, But to end the podcast, my all-NBA team. Dun, dun, dun. That's where the sound effects come in. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Okay. Golly, I'm sexy as hell. Shit, my hair's all over the place, bro. All right, so hat back on. Dear Lord, have mercy. All right. So, in, last time, I had... The thing is, guys, I'm breaking the rules. I'm not doing... I'm not going by the rules. I'm not doing two guards or whatever it is. I'm putting the top five players, in my opinion, right now that deserve to be on it. So, last time I had Kyrie, Giannis... Kyrie, Giannis... I think I had... I had... Joel and Jokic. Fuck. And I had a fifth. I had a fifth in there. I think it was Steph. I think I put two guards. I think I put Steph. Steph is remaining. At the one, we have Steph. 
He is playing out of this world. Draymond has came back. I, I, I kind of uh, like hinted towards it on Twitter. Draymond has unlocked something in this offense. He has. He has, uh, he has done something with his leadership on the court or his passing ability that has unlocked this offense. I think it's another playmaker, and it makes it where Steph can be more diverse and opens things up off the ball. Because Steph is the best off-ball player I've ever seen him and Ray Allen. Easily the best off-ball players I've ever seen in my life. So, I think Draymond, he literally holds the ball. He goes, being able to do that shit at the top of the key helps a lot. Coming at the two, LeBron. LeBron was not on the first team. He was not. After December, LeBron was not playing that well. Coming off a hangover, he's only he was only averaging 24. I think he's probably still around there. He has turned it up. He's had a couple 35ers, couple 40s, couple big wins. And I think he sees a threat in the... And he has picked up the slack. He sees a threat in the nets. Let me finish my thoughts. Finish the thoughts, Hunter. Finish the thoughts. Uh, I think he sees the threat in the nets. And he's picking up the slack from where AD is playing like shit, man. AD is playing like he's to his standard. Like you're going to go, well, Hunter is averaging 24 and 12 and 50. He has had games where he has looked like the third best player, the fourth, the fifth best player on the Lakers. I'm telling y'all, Dennis Schroeder has looked better than him a lot of games. Montrez Harrell has looked better than him. I know they're in limited minutes. But I'm used to AD. I'm a Heat fan. I saw AD drop 30-something on us, and it looked like he didn't miss a shot the whole fucking game. And he was getting double teamed. All right? So he's picked up the slack. LeBron has picked up the slack for AD in this season. I think uh, AD got his ring and kind of, mm-hmm, started bullshitting. So, take the hat. Oh, fuck. I'm going to let the hair hang, bro. I don't give a fuck. Um, at the three, we have Giannis. He is... It's, it's just become common practice for him to be like, all right, 29, 12, 7. It's, it's absurd what Giannis does every night, and it's gotten to the point where it's kind of shitty. Uh, I like that LeBron gets... People aren't taking LeBron for granted night to night anymore. He's never been taken for granted, okay? Like, I think he his greatness has been like, yeah, that's what LeBron does. Twenty-seven, seven, and seven. What? What's the? What's the deal? <laughs> Twenty-seven, eight, and eight. And then last year he led the league in assists. What's the deal? It's LeBron. Like, yeah, but I think night to night now people are paying attention. Like, damn, LeBron is hooping every fucking night. He isn't sitting games after he just won a chip and is coming off a month layoff. Like, this is the shit I'm talking about with him being my goat. You know, what I mean, he's playing 82 games by the way to prove a point. And he's playing 82 games in his later years to also prove a point. Like, LeBron thinks about the narratives. Like, I, he doesn't need to, he needs to stop denying that shit. So, but Giannis, man, once again, the Bucks are not the one seed. Because my MVP is on, on the one seed. What? A center? I'm just going to, the second, the, the next person on here is Joel Embiid. And I'm get, he is the last one. He is this, He is the five. But since I talked about him, I'll transition into him. Um, he has been must-see TV for me. He has been just a joy to watch. You know, 
it, it's funny because you ask a dude to be aggressive. You ask a guy to be aggressive, right? And then when he does it, to me, to me, people that have been asking him to like be aggressive every night are just saying that's what he's supposed to do. No, there's no player in the league that's supposed to have games where he plays 25 minutes and drops 35 and 13. Like, it's, that's not supposed to happen. He's the most dominant player on the court every time he steps on it. It's like the Shaq thing. Is he the best? I don't think so. Is he the most dominant? Yeah, because the league is not built to beat him now. Like, I don't want to play that Joe. I don't want to play this Joel with Bam. I don't. Bam is amazing, and I think we could exploit uh, Joel's defense. And I think Joel's an amazing rim protector. I'm talking about Bam's quickness off the off the dribble and jab steps like that. Joel has been absolutely incredible this year. He has been my MVP. The odds makers are saying LeBron's number one. And uh, that has to do with narratives being spit out. And Harden's out of the picture now. Steph, they're thinking, is not going to make the... If he if Steph gets a top six seed, I think he deserves it. Y'all get there playing with G League guys, bro? Like, they still have the same team they had when we thought they were done. And then I don't know why y'all did that. I've been, I've been asking y'all why y'all pissed him off for like seven episodes. <laughs> why? why did you piss the man off? You didn't have to. Now the league is fucked. They beat the Lakers, by the way. They beat the Lakers. And then the last guy. So Embiid's been amazing. That's my MVP. Uh, Luke is going to jump into that conversation when KP fully gets back. Because uh, Luke has been on a little... Ugh. He's been grit. He's been biting the mouthpiece down and throwing haymakers, man. He's given his all to win. And that's what I love about Luka. That dude, can. he is a flopper. And I'm a... I'm, Jimmy Butler draws fouls. Jimmy Butler does not complain. He, like, dude, Jimmy does not complain about foul calls. It's insane that he can keep that up for some reason. I don't know how he does it. He gets hammered. He's like, you missed it. He just looks at the ref and says, hey, you missed that. He doesn't go crazy, nothing. Because he usually gets his foul calls now. You know what I mean? It's Jimmy Butler. He's considered a top 10 player now. Uh, and he is a top 10 player. Period. Book it. But the thing about Luka, I love his will to win. And uh, it, it keeps me watching the Mavericks. And I'm from the DFW area, so I was going to watch it anyways. You know, I watch... The teams I watch are my friends, my friends, my friends' teams. I watch the 76ers, I watch the Heat every night, and I watch uh, the Mavericks, and I, and I watch everybody. I try to watch everybody in the league, so I know what I'm talking about when I get on this podcast. So, and then the last guy, my last person on my All NBA team is Kevin Fucking Durant. We curse on this podcast. Oh baby. Oh this guy. Oh, no one's ever come back from Achilles like that. He's, he won't be the same. If we only get 80% of KD, oh, oh, the league is begging for 85%. And 85% is giving you 27. He's out here shooting 50% from the field, 50% from three. And he's on the upper side of 50, like 55%. Just banging threes. Holy shit. He's standing, he is obviously... Like, not close. He is the best player on a team with Kyrie Irving and James Harden, and it is not close. He does that shit. He does that shit. You know what pisses me off about Kevin Durant? You play him, right? The Heat played him the other night. He played him the other night. You know, we have our fucking three guys. We have uh, the whole team. We got Eric Spolster playing shooting guard. 
Coach Quinn out there, uh, Chris Quinn out there playing fucking uh, small forward. And Kevin Durant played a bad game, I thought. His final box score, he almost scored 30 points. I was like, bro, we locked KD up tonight. 27. Like, what the fuck? He's the most effortless scorer of all time. The greatest scorer I've ever seen with my two eyes. Yes, better than him. Yes, better than him. And yes, better than him. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Him too. But no, no, no. Him, yeah, no, him too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Him too. Yes, exactly. So that's the that's the team, man. Steph, Braun, Giannis, KD, Embiid. I'm not going by this two guards because what two guards are you putting in there? You know? What are y'all putting in there? Comment below. All 10 of you, 20 of you, whoever's watching, comment below who your top five is. It is not. You can put five centers in there. Who are your all NBA top five? Not your top five players. There's a difference. Who is your top five? Let's have some. Let's have some structure here, okay? Oh, I got this guy, this guy. You look at how many games they play. Like, AD is not on your All-NBA team right now. He can be a top-five player. He's not on your All-NBA team. You get what I'm saying? Harden, he is a top-six player, top-seven player. He is not on your All-NBA team right now. Whole different role. So, comment below. Show some love. Like the video, please. Like, subscribe, comment, all that, man. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, You know what? How about I do this before I turn off the podcast? Let's see what the song of the week is before I turn this bitch off. I'm going to go to my uh, my iTunes shuffle a little bit. Sorry, Spotify. My Spotify. Anchor. I use Spotify. I do use Spotify. 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 You can see it. I don't want to listen to that dude's podcast. I'm going to broadcast it on here because you'll go listen to it. We're going to close my eyes. We're just going to land on one. Woo! Never Gonna Lose by Future. That is the song of the day. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. Y'all are the best fans, listeners in the world. I put air quotes, people listening, not watching. Best fans, listeners in the world, man. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for showing love. The GOAT is out. Deuce! I got a magazine with no vaccine, just riding around with this 40. She gon' thaw for me, she gon' thaw for me, you know how yo, this my shortage. We ain't playing around these boundaries, we gon' go upside your noggin. You see they try to sabotage me, then copy. They wasn't playing flat, no, 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 no. Bitch is a bozo, she countin' the photos. We said that Coco, you talkin' to Popo. You know that's a no, no, you know that's a no, no. No, that's a no, 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 no. Came out the dope hole, serve out the patio. Bitch on your man and your daddy hoe. Panic droppers had no panties on, bitch, you steppin'.